Welcome to 5 Minutes in Church History, hosted by Dr. Stephen Nichols, where we take a little break from the present to go exploring the past. Travel back in time as we look at the people, events, and even the places that have shaped the story of Christianity. This is our story, our family history. Let's get started. Shipwrecked, a castaway, a story full of cannibals and pirates, Robinson Crusoe. This, of course, is the consummate adventure story. It was written by Daniel Defoe and published in 1719. First, a little bit about Daniel Defoe. He's buried in Bunhill Fields, which is that great cemetery in London for the Puritans. It is the nonconformist cemetery. Actually, the portion where Daniel Defoe was buried was bombed out during World War II. And it had to be moved. Those graves had to be moved. And so there's this obelisk there commemorating the grave of Daniel Defoe. But in 1719, he published his book. We know it simply as Robinson Crusoe. The full title, though, is a bit more informative. The full title is The Life and Strange, Surprising Adventures of Robinson Crusoe of York Mariner who lived eight and 20 years all alone in an uninhabited island on the coast of America, near the mouth of the great river, having been cast on shore by shipwreck, wherein all the men perished but himself, with an account how he was at last strangely delivered by pirates. And that's just the title page. As you keep reading, you find this great story. You might know the plot, but here's Robinson Crusoe sets sail from Hull, in England in 1651, as the story has it. In fact, some readers of this tale were so taken by the narrative detail of Daniel Defoe, they thought for sure this was a true story and that Defoe was just simply recounting a true story from diaries he had found. But no, he made it all up. And so he has Robinson Crusoe and his ship shipwrecked and he's washed ashore on his island and he spends 28 years there. What's fascinating to me, though, in the story is the story of Robinson Crusoe's conversion. Early on, while he's on the island, we begin to see some glimpses of his awareness of God. He comes from a religious family, but he turns his back on all of that when he sets out to become a sailor. But he'll make references to providence and sort of generic references to God. And after a few years, while he's on his island, things are going well, but things are also not going so well. And at one point, he simply stops And he prays and cries out to God in prayer with a very simple prayer, Lord, have mercy. On the next page of the novel, we find that he is speaking of God as creator and referencing that God is the creator of all things. And then he remembers this one possession that he has with him, a Bible. So on the next page, again, he starts reading his Bible. And as he's reading his Bible, he begins to decide that he will read from the New Testament. And at one point, this is what Defoe has Robinson Crusoe say in his diary. In the morning, I took the Bible and beginning at the New Testament, I began seriously to read it and imposed upon myself to read a while every morning and every night, not tying myself to a number of the chapters, but as long as my thoughts should engage me. It was not long after I set seriously to this work, but I found my heart more deeply and sincerely affected with the wickedness of my past life. The impressions of my dream revived in the words, all these things have not brought thee to repentance, ran seriously in my thought. I was earnestly begging of God 
to give me repentance. I came to these words, He is exalted a prince and a savior to give repentance and to give remission. I put down the Bible and with my heart as well as my hands lifted up to heaven in a kind of ecstasy of joy, I cried out aloud, Jesus, thou son of David, Jesus, thou exalted prince and savior, give me repentance. Well, you can read the rest of the story for yourself. Robinson Crusoe has many more years on his island before he is rescued by pirates and his adventure story begins. But there it was, reading his Bible and his conversion and his coming to Christ, his Savior and Redeemer. I'm Steve Nichols. Thanks for listening to 5 Minutes in Church History.